the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is AM1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. A judge has com- uh, imposed a combined $1 million bond for the parents of the Michigan teen charged with killing four students at Oxford High School. This came hours after the police say the couple were caught in Detroit in a commercial building. They pleaded not guilty to the charges that they are facing. National Review correspondent Jim Garrity says one clear indicator the Supreme Court may impose new abortion restrictions was a comment made by Chief Justice John Roberts this week during arguments on the Mississippi abortion law. Uh, We are comparable to China and North Korea. And for a lot of conservatives who have learned to not get their hopes up when it comes to John Roberts, that comment to me suggests John Roberts is not entirely comfortable with the current state of our abortion laws. Garrity was interviewed this week by the Salem Radio Network. The Supreme Court decision expected next June. This is SRN News. 20 years of broadcasting is a big deal for any radio station, but especially so when you're keeping things red in a blue state. Congratulations to AM 1280, The Patriot. Congrats to The Patriot. Happy 20th anniversary. Hey, congrats to AM 1280, The Patriot. 20 years of intelligent radio. Happy 20th anniversary, AM 1280, The Patriot. Thanks for sticking with us through the last 20. Here's to 20 more. AM 1280, The Patriot. AM and twelve eighty the Patriot. Glad to have you along today. Take a look at the weather. Cloudy and a high of thirty six today. Then tomorrow, slight chance of rain and snow and a high of forty two. Appliance Renew reminds you: just twenty one days till Christmas. Find new scratch and dent appliances at up to fifty percent off in time for Christmas at Appliancerenew.com. The Narn with Mitchburg is next. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the show that's making talk radio great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, it is a headliner edition of the Narn. Sands, the headliner. Yeah, it's me, Brad Carlson. I thought of maybe keeping up the ruse, trying to do my Mitch Berg imitation for two hours, but eh, I, I, I'll have to work on that one. No, it's me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Mitch today. Mitch is away on assignment, but fear not for those of you who enjoy Mitch each and every weekend, as I do. He will be filling in for me tomorrow on these very airwaves, 1 to 3 p.m. Again, my uh, show heard Sundays, 1 to 3 p.m. It's uh, called The Closer, but I am uh, starting off this, uh, or kicking off the programming on AM 1280 anyways for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I got a lot of issues to get to from this past week, but glad you're with us, by the way, 651 
289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And by the way, if you go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, we are live streaming the broadcast there as well. So if you'd like to watch the broadcast as well as comment in the comment thread on Facebook, and I'm waving at the camera right now, uh, yeah, feel free to do that. Uh, also, we can uh, communicate that way. Lots of ways to uh, join the program. If you don't uh, feel like calling in, that is perfectly fine. But uh, regardless of how you're listening, whether it's live or via the podcast later, we appreciate your support low these many years. Well, I did want to, uh, I'm going to kind of divide it up a little bit. Uh, first hour, talk about some local stories, which are garnering national headlines. And in the second hour, uh, talk about some stories with more of a national bent. But uh, I did want to start off with the uh, Kim Potter trial. Now, for those of you who may not uh, immediately recognize that name, but it sounds familiar, uh, Kim Potter is the former Brooklyn Center police officer who in April during a traffic stop uh, discharged her firearm, killing 20-year-old motorist Dante Wright. Now, if you remember this specific incident, apparently this young man had expired uh, tabs on his license plates. And as his vehicle was pulled over as a standard procedure, they uh, enter the license plate number into their system, and it came back that Dante Wright had an arrest warrant for, uh, I don't, remember specifically what it was, but regardless, he had an arrest warrant, and that's sometimes how uh, arrests are made. When someone is not adhering to an arrest warrant or not responding to it, they may be found during a routine traffic stop. Well, uh, a couple of officers were cuffing Dante Wright, and at one point he broke free, and Kim Potter then said, if you watch the body cam footage, said, I'm going to tase you, I'm going to tase you, because he was uh, resisting arrest. And she had in her hand what she thought was her taser, which obviously would have just stunned him, uh, because he was got back in his car, in his car seat, and the concern was he would then flee officers. And the objective was to prevent him from doing so. Well, she mistakenly grabbed her firearm, and when she discharged what she thought was her taser, it turned out to be a firearm, and it ultimately killed Dante Wright. And you could hear her express her shock, saying, holy bleep, I shot him. Horrible accident, tragedy. Uh, in my opinion, Dante Wright's family deserves justice. But some very radical elements who stood out the initial pro outside the initial prosecutor's home we're demanding murder charges. Murder isn't mur there's not going to be murder charges brought. In fact, the only charges she's being charged with are first and second degree manslaughter. So does that mean Keith Ellison isn't a competent racist now, like the previous attorney Pete Orpit, because he wouldn't Pete Orpit wouldn't bring murder charges. So he said, you know what, I'm I'm not going to deal with this. I'm stepping away from the case. Went to Keith Ellison. Keith Ellison isn't bringing murder charges either. So <clears throat> I digress. So this story really came into more of the national consciousness this past week because jury selection began in the trial. And it was also reported that Kim Potter is going to take the stand in her own defense. Now, I, I don't know what her attorneys are thinking, and obviously they're not going to give up the game. They're not going to give up their 
strategy and how they're going to approach this. But I'd have to guess that the expectation is she is going to see some jail time. Because, again, it was an accident, horrible accident, tragic accident. I get all that. But this wasn't done by some rookie cop either. She was on the force for more than 20 years. So that is going to be something she's obviously going to be going to be hammered with by the prosecution. How do you make that mistake? If the protocol is that your taser is the one where you reach across your body with your dominant hand, say she's right-handed, and you keep your taser on your left hip so that, you know, because obviously there isn't as much a sense of urgency to get your taser as there would be your firearm. Because you want your your firearm to be as accessible as possible if you need to discharge that. Like you're facing a deadly threat. Well, Dante Wright was not posing a deadly threat, per se. He was getting back in his car. And it's not like the officers were standing in front of his car or anything. So, obviously, policy then was to grab the taser. So you would reach across because it's not of much emergency. But instinctually, she reached for her gun. And so that's going to be hammered home. If this is something that is basic protocol as a police officer, then how how you, as a 20-plus-year veteran, how do you make that mistake? And I don't know how she's going to respond to that, but I guarantee that's going to be the line of questioning that the prosecution goes with. Well, I was interested in not only the story that was talking about how she's going to take the stand in her own defense, but how jury selection was arrived at. And the jury was ultimately selected. And, of course, there is a lot of scuttle about the fact that of the 12 people who are, there's going to be 12 juries, 12 jurors, excuse me, and two alternate jurors. So all 14 jurors will hear, hear the case, but then when deliberations begin, the two alternates won't be a part of the deliberations. So there's already scuttle about the fact that nine of the 12 jurors are white. And the, the the idea was, well, that's sort of representative of the demographics of Hennepin County, which is where this incident took place. But uh, there's a lot of concern that because it's predominantly white, it's not going to return a favorable verdict. Well, there, I, and again, I don't know the race of some of these jurors, but some of the things some of these people said, and yet still got seated, it's very clear, at least initially, that they're not prone to acquit Kim Potter. In fact, very much indicating that they're uh, anti-police. So I'll read this story. This was a uh, uh, from Paul Walsh, uh, Paul Walsh, Xiao Zhang, and Rochelle Olson all collaborated on this story from earlier uh, this week. Uh, again, this was while jury selection was going on. This was before it was finalized. Now that it's final, I can tell you again, there are going to be 12 jurors. Nine of the 12 are white, and even the two alternates are white as well. So, again, that's that's raising some concerns. I, I, I understand that to a certain extent. But I'll, I'll just read you some of the anecdotes you got. Uh, late in the morning during questioning of one potential juror, defense attorney Paul Ng disclosed that Potter will testify in her own defense. The jury candidate said she wondered, quote, how did this happen, close quote. 
After learning that the 20-year-old Wright was fatally shot while Potter yelled taser three times. Officer Potter will testify and tell you what she remembered happened, Eng said. So you will know not just from the video, but from the officers at the scene and Officer Potter herself what was occurring. The woman, who is white and in her 60s, was added to the jury panel after pledging that she would judge the case solely on the evidence and testimony and in particular would evaluate Potter's testimony like any other witness. She said she's aware that Wright has a criminal history, but I know that the victim is not on trial. And that's uh, that was something that also cropped up during the uh, Derek Chauvin trial. Of course, Derek Chauvin, the former Minneapolis police officer who ultimately was convicted of murder uh, in the death of George Floyd in May of 2020, a lot of people were wanting to bring up George Floyd's criminal history. Well, again, that had no relevance. Did did George Floyd deserve what happened to him in that moment, whatever petty crimes he was committing? The answer is an obvious no, and it's the same with this Dante Wright. Yeah, he had an arrest warrant, and he was a pl- placed under arrest, but unless he was exerting deadly force, which no one is alleging, then he didn't deserve to have what happened to him. So this idea that there are some people that are still bringing up the fact, I mean, there was a story that came out this week about how someone is suing Dante Wright's estate because of uh, uh, some sort of aggravated assault or something along the lines with a weapon, a deadly weapon. And again, that has no relevance on this case. But yet, that story is, is being trafficked out there as if it does. So we really got to keep focused on, on, on the issue at hand here. Uh, I'll continue reading from the Star Tribune story. The retired suburban public teacher did acknowledge that Potter's interaction with Wright lasted just 12 seconds, adding, I really feel for any law enforcement because things happen so quickly. Prosecutor Matthew Frank, referencing that time span, pointed out that Potter received training on how to react in high-stakes incidents that unfold quickly. That unfold quickly, And again, to emphasize, Potter wasn't a rookie. She's a 20-plus-year veteran. And to have that kind of high training. Now, is is the, is the defense maybe going to try to argue, yeah, she was on the force for 20 years, and yeah, she had training in these particular scenarios, but it wasn't prolific enough? Wasn't proficient enough? I mean, are they going to try to go that route? Again, they're not going to give up their trial strategy. I get that. So something to definitely keep an eye on. Uh, the first potential juror, a white man in his 50s, was selected about 10 a.m. A medical editor who formerly lived and worked in Washington, D.C., he said, I'm familiar with the concept of taking very subjective matter and trying to process that obje- as objectively as possible. He said he disagrees with the movement to defund police departments, explaining, I believe there is a need for a change, but I think defund sends a negative message. I think it sends an emotionally loaded message rather than we need reform. Let's just, you know, rather than we need reform and let's just abolish. Okay. And what people are are going to say is that particular juror is slanted toward the defense. I would argue that's more of a mainstream position. And we found that out by sawing how the vote came back on ballot question number two in municipal elections in Minneapolis uh, last month. They voted overwhelmingly, like I think it was like 55 to 45, something along those lines, to not defund police. 
in Minneapolis, which isn't exactly uh, a red city, right? In fact, it's the exact opposite. So uh, those are some of the initial kind of inquiries made from some of these jurors. There was a few others that really stood out to me. When we come back, I'll talk a little bit more about those. And we're here to take your phone calls as well, 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And we have the live stream up and going at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Check us out there as well. We'll be back in mere moments. It's me, Brad Carlson, in for the headliner, Mitch Berg. Go nowhere. Here, have a dollar. In fact, no, brother, man, here, have two. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. This holiday season, thousands of Twin Cities families will struggle against inflation, supply shortages, and evictions. But you can help by donating to the Salvation Army or by ringing bells at a red kettle. Your generosity will provide food, shelter, and care for those most in need. Just $50 feeds almost 70 people for a day. So donate now or register to ring at SalvationArmyNorth.org. That's SalvationArmyNorth.org. With your help, hope marches on. Are you the principal or leader of a Christian or Catholic school? Would you like to fill the empty seats in your classrooms for no cash out of pocket? TwinCitiesTuitions.com would like to team up with you on our tuition program for first-year students. You'll be part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness about your school and gain new students for next year and beyond. Again, at no cash investment for your school. Get details by logging on to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Tis the season of giving, a time we want to give back, uh, thinking of family and friends. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here for United Faith Mortgage. And one of the great ways to give back would be have a little extra money in your month, whether that is to give to your church or an organization, a nonprofit or ministry you support, or just to help out your family. A great way to do that would be to do a cash-out refinance, putting more money in your pocket, getting a better interest rate, and setting yourself up for the future. Relieve a little bit of stress, too. And right now is a great time to do that with United Faith Mortgage because United Faith Mortgage is lucky to have a very unique direct lender advantage, meaning their team is a part of a company that uses their own money and makes their own lending decisions, which is a win-win for you. For more information on how you can take advantage of a cash-out refinance with United Faith Mortgage, just visit them online at unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Mortgage Corp, Melville, New York, NMLS number 1330, Ryan Verecka, NMLS number 65233. TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mack, for King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker. Welcome back. AM 12, the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. 
It's me, Brad Carlson, in for the headliner, Mitch Berg. Thanks as always for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also reach out via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Continuing to talk about jury selection in the Kim Potter trial. Jury has been uh, selected. It will be 12 jurors and two alternates. And, of course, the initial concern is nine of the 12 primary jurors are white. Um, We'll talk a little bit about how some of the jury uh, selection was broken down. I was interested as Xiao Zhang, who wrote this, uh, star, who was one of the co-writers of the Star Tribune story that I was citing in the first segment. Uh, he was doing a Twitter kind of a a uh, live tweet storm as jury interviews were being conducted, and here are some that really stood out to me. Like for instance, uh, juror, uh, juror, I think they talked to upwards of fifty or sixty people before they finally uh, winnowed the list down to uh, twelve jurors and two alternates. Uh, the fifth juror they talked to said, I think if he would have listened to the directions, he would still be with us. And that was juror number five talking about Dante Wright. And that's been something that people have conveyed. Look, had he not resisted arrest, uh, he would still be with us today. That's technically true, but that doesn't change the fact that he was shot dead. And didn't deserve to be shot dead. Did he deserve to be tased because he was resisting arrest? Well, per department policy, yeah, you you, you tase someone to stun them because they aren't uh, posing a deadly threat. And again, no one is alleging that Dante Wright was posing a deadly threat. But because that juror said that, the judge obviously has the purview to dismiss any jurors that he or she does not feel would adequately uh, judge this trial. So that juror was pretty much dismissed right after that. Uh, here's one. Juror number two was seated. And this person works as an editor for a medical association and said he feels, quote-unquote, very unfavorable about Blue Lives Matter because it seems counter to Black Lives Matter. But, yeah, that juror was seated. The judge doesn't feel that that kind of mindset would be counterproductive because, again, people are allowed to have their positions. People are allowed to have their biases. I mean, you're, if, if you're going to select a jury that's completely ignorant of the news and completely unbiased about politics, you're, you're never going to get a jury. Let's just be honest. If that's your goal in compiling a jury, that's never going to happen. Someone who has no connection to the case and no biases whatsoever. But it's interesting to ascertain what biases they're allowing. So that juror was seated. Here was one. This was from Paul Bloom at Fox 9. Uh, he put out a tweet. Uh, this, I guess this would have been this past Tuesday during jury selection. Uh, juror number 15 volunteered for Minnesota AG Keith Ellison during his 2018 campaign for attorney general. The judge asked if her role would make her biased towards the state's case. Because, of course, uh, Ellison is now essentially the prosecuting attorney in this one. 
Uh, this person says volunteering for Ellison was about making political connections while in school and had nothing to do with his candidacy. Nothing. No sorry, Bob. No. I just volunteered because, you know, I wanted to meet a few people. I had nothing to do with him personally. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yet, the judge was going to allow that juror to go through. But here's the thing. Uh, the prosecution, they get three strikes, and the defense begins, uh, or at least, uh, I don't know how many overall strikes be- they get, but uh, the afternoon, on Tuesday afternoon, it began uh, where the prosecution had three strikes and the defense began with five, meaning they can, if the judge allows a juror to go through and to be seated, the prosecution or defense can use one of their strikes to strike that juror. Well, obviously the defense used one of their strikes to strike this juror. So how is it that somebody who worked on the campaign of the lead attorney in this case is allowed to be seated? How can, how can a judge find that acceptable? I have no idea. I, apparently the judge was convinced by this person that, well, you know, I, I, I promise you that I was just working on a campaign just to kind of gin up some political connections, you know, it was something I did through school. I mean, I, again, I'm not pretending to be clairvoyant here or that I can read somebody's mind. And, you know, when I was in high school, I um, I worked in on the gubernatorial candidate, or not uh, gubernatorial, it was a state legislator, state representative uh, in the area. I went to high school in St. Paul, and there was a, uh, I went to St. Paul Harding High School. And an alum of Harding High School, a gentleman by the name of Randy Kelly, who once upon a time served as St. Paul mayor, he was a state representative in in a district in Maplewood. And, you know, because I was in a government class, I figured, well, you know, it might be good to maybe get a little extra credit, you know, and uh, contribute something to a discussion about campaigns. So I lit dropped on his behalf. You know, I stuffed envelopes, maybe attempted to registered voters. Uh, keyword there, attempted. Uh, wasn't very successful. But the point is, I was apolitical. Didn't have an interest in politics. And Randy Kelly was a Democrat. And maybe if you asked me, I said, yeah, I guess I'm a Democrat supporter. But I, I just did it to to fulfill the requirements of the class. Now, whether this young lady was doing that as well, who's to say? The judge allowed her to go through. But again, the defense struck her down and she'll not be a juror. So I I, I find that kind of fit, kind of interesting that if someone says, well, Dante Wright would still be alive today if he'd followed directions. That juror is immediately dismissed by the judge, but someone who actually worked on the campaign of Keith Ellison, the lead attorney, essentially the prosecuting attorney, that one's allowed to go through. Uh, again, the judge isn't going to come out and give an explanation as to why, or at least I don't think she has. But, uh, yeah, this that was, uh, that was real interesting to me. So uh, I'll read some more from this uh, Star Tribune story. Uh, the one of the prosecutors uh, pushed the uh, prospective juror about his feelings toward police, in particular in light of the profession working closely with officers when responding to incident scenes. Now, this juror was a uh, retired Minneapolis fire captain. Uh, he, uh, the retired fire captain, could not recall any troubling interactions with police in his 31 years with the fire department, adding, everybody does their own job, never really had anything personal off the job or anything. Fire has always been the nice guy, but everyone likes you. 
Asked about his views of Black Li- the Black Lives Matter movement, the potential juror said he thinks its followers could work harder to stop inner-city gun crimes. Just as the issue of race has been part of the continuing debate for years in the connection with police conduct, the same back and forth has surfaced in the killing of Wright, a black man, by a white officer. The next jury candidate was dismissed after he acknowledged that he would have difficulty putting aside his biases against Potter, given she was a veteran police officer who shot her gun instead of her taser. If you're about to get in a crash, you know the difference between the brake and the gas, he said. I don't know if you want to select me, he told defense attorney Ng. I think that if you can find other jurors that would be 100% unbiased, I would not be your best selection. Well, at least he was honest. Just as the issue of race has been a part of a continuing debate for years in the connection, um, let's see. Well, they they literally uh, published that line all over again. That's weird. Uh, let me skip down to the next paragraph. Once a panel of 12 jurors and two alternates was seated, after questioning by defense and prosecution attorneys, opening statements are scheduled to follow on December 8th with the trial before Judge Regina Chu projected to wrap up in late December. So uh, the point is that, yeah, even though nine of the 12 jurors are white, you're definitely getting a sense of diversity of worldview. And that's really what's important here. But what even supersedes that is can you just be willing to take in the evidence and even though the evidence might counteract your worldview, your bias, would you still be able to make the decision based on the evidence despite the fact that any decision that you reach during deliberation would counteract your worldview? And that's the biggest question, and that's what has to be determined when these attorneys, as well as the judge, sits down and listens to, the, listens to these jurors. I've never been uh, selected for, for jury duty, but in a case like this, um, you know, I, I probably last five milliseconds. I would just tell them what I do every weekend, and if it's in a politically, specifically it's a socially or politically charged case, um, I'd probably uh, be dismissed immediately. So... Uh, interesting uh, reading on the, uh, st- the Star Tribune story about the jury selection in the Potter trial. That is for certain. 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You can weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Brad Carlson filling in for Mitch Berg on the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Warning. 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 Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack Barbecue. Ooh, 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 yeah. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. 
Hi, I'm Dave from Matami Dive. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and, and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-860-4610. 800-860-4610. That's 800-860-4614. Hey, welcome back. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is the Saturday edition of the Narn, the headliner edition. Sands the headliner, Mitch Berg, who is away on assignment. But fear not, Mitch will be in for me tomorrow on the closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. We are here to take your phone calls. By the way, six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. Feel free to also weigh in via Twitter hashtag Narn Show hashtag N A R N Show for any comments or questions. And uh, we do have our Facebook live stream up and running. Just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Feel free to uh, watch the broadcast as well. And uh, our friend Paul Seafeld from uh, Big Lake says hello. Hey, Paul, thanks as always for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, Continuing with some uh, local angles. Speaking of local angles, uh, I I, I can't speak for any other regions of the country, but is there any other area that practically bends over backwards and just pees themselves if there is a local angle to a national story like Minnesotans. I mean, the media here in this town is the worst. They look for any local angle, no matter how minuscule it is. Uh, A great example of this when the uh, Mueller report came out. Uh, Independent counsel Robert Mueller, when he compiled his report on the Trump-Russia investigation, the report came out, I think, what, early 2019, like a March time frame, I think it was, March or April. And the word Minnesota was mentioned once in the Mueller report, and Fox 9 News did a story about it, saying Minnesota mentioned once in the Mueller report. It's like, come on. It's pathetic how we just get, get the, uh, just get the vapors over, oh, Minnesota's mentioned, oh, my God, in the national story. Uh, so I'm wondering today how these 
uh, people feel, the same people, when it was determined that the Omicron variant of COVID-19 was found in a gentleman from Minnesota. Technically, the second documented case in the United States of Omicron variant. I Come on. You know it's all over the country. Even, but it, uh, cases haven't. It hasn't been quite documented yet. Was that a complaint, by the way? No, I, it was. Uh, it was someone uh, talking about something about Trump. I don't know. <laughs> it was. It was long and it was interesting, but something about Trump. Okay, I don't recall mentioning Trump, but whatever. That's fine. Hey, you know. Hey, we're, we can be a sounding board as well. Uh, so the second documented case of Omicron, and by the way, uh, a lot of people brought this up before me. Omicron is a variant of more, or not a variant, an anagram of moronic. So, for what that's worth, it's a it's a letter in the Greek alphabet. So it's not like this was this word was just invented out of thin air. But Omicron is an anagram of moronic. Look it up, you'll see. So uh, this is from the uh, this is from Jeremy Olson of the Star Tribune. A coronavirus infection involving the Omicron variant variant has been identified in a Minnesotan who recently traveled to New York. Genomic sequencing of samples from infected people identified the COVID-19 case, which Minnesota leaders said was inevitable given how quickly the Omicron variant spreads. This news is concerning, but it is not a surprise, Governor Tim Walz said. We know that this virus is highly infectious and moves quickly throughout the world. The infection involved a vaccinated man from Hennepin County who developed mild symptoms November 22nd and sought testing two days later. The man, who has recovered, spoke with state investigators and confirmed he traveled to New York City and in, and attended the, uh, how do you pronounce this, anime? Is it anime? A-N-I-M-E? Anime New York City Convention, November 19th through the 21st. He received a booster dose of COVID-19 vaccine in early November. Okay, so what you're going to get now is the people who are either anti-vax or anti-vaccine mandates. Well, no, not so much anti-vax mandates because I'm anti-vax mandate, but I believe in the vaccine. I'm getting my booster this week. I've already gotten the two jabs earlier this year. I'm getting my booster this week, but I don't believe they should be mandated. But what you're going to get from those who just don't believe in vaccines at all, that it's all one big conspiracy, that it's only done to line the pockets of Pfizer, even though Pfizer has been around for over a century and is already worth billions of dollars, uh, is like, well, look at there. Look at there. Even with the booster shot, you can still get this thing. And that's been pretty much ascertained as time has gone on here, even after the first two jabs. Now, the uh, the initial strain of COVID definitely was be, was waning once the vaccines became more pervasive earlier this year. In fact, I got my second shot in May, and it was shortly thereafter, come summertime, that there were a lot of outlets that weren't even really doing COVID updates anymore as far as death toll and hospitalizations because it was really waning. It The vaccines were working. But then you had the Delta variant which was more transmissible and thus more severe. And people were starting to get breakthrough infections. And then we were, they were realizing, well, okay, uh, the effic- efficacy of these vaccines, they do wane over time and you have to get a booster. It's, you know, this isn't any different than uh, a, a lot of vaccines, to be sure. But yet they're going to use this as kind of a cudgel against the vaccines. But what I've noticed 
at least early on, is kind of the general impression of this. And again, obviously with science, there is no such thing as settled science because there's always something that's evolving. And as information becomes more readily available and if you know a situation evolves, the science is going to change. So when someone says settled science, well, it's kind of an oxymoron. Well, there was a South African doctor who had indicated, because this is where really the, the pervasive cases started to uh, started to crop up, said that uh, patients with Omicron variant have very mild symptoms. Again, this is a Reuters story out of Johannesburg. A uh, South African doctor who was one of the first to suspect a different coronavirus strain among patients said on Sunday that symptoms of the Omicron variant were, were so far mild and could be treated at home. Dr. Angelique Kotzia, a private practitioner and chair of South African Medical Association, told Reuters that on November 18, she noticed seven patients at her clinic who had symptoms different from the dominant Delta variant, albeit very mild. Now designated Omicron by the World Health Organization, the variant was detected and announced by South Africans South Africa's National Institute of Communicable Diseases on November 25 from samples taken from a laboratory from November 14 to November 16. Kotsia said a patient on November 18 reported at her clinic being extremely fatigued for two days with body aches and headache. Symptoms at that stage was very much related to normal viral infection. And because we haven't seen COVID-19 for the past 8 to 10 weeks, we decided to test, she said, adding that the patient and his family turned out to be positive. On the same day, more patients came in with smaller symptoms, which was when she realized there was something else going on. Since then, she's seen two to three patients a day. We have seen a lot of Delta patients during the third wave, and this doesn't fit in the clinical picture. She said adding, she alerted NICD on the same day with the clinical results. Most of them are seeing very, very mild symptoms, and none of them so far have admitted patients to surgeries. We have been able to treat these patients conservatively at home, she said. Kotsia, who is also on the Ministerial Advisory Committee on Vaccines, said unlike the Delta so far, patients have not reported loss of smell or taste, and there has been no major drop in oxygen levels with the new variant. But what the heck, let's close down seven countries out of Africa, you know, based on that. Now, again, I get it. I get it. I'm, I'm, I, I'd be a fraud if I said we just make a decision on this particular sample size based on a week's time. But there, are, there have been multiple letters in the Greek alphabet between Delta and Omicron. So why are we just hearing about this? Now, I understand why they skipped over new NU, because then, you know, when you say new variant, you know, you're thinking, what, brand new variant? No, new as in the Greek alphabet. And, of course, they skipped over Xi, Xi. It's pronounced Xi. But people would look at it and think Xi, Xi Jinping, the Chinese leader. And can't, can't offend the Chinese. But some people made the point, let's face it, every single uh, variant of coronavirus could be called the Xi variant because it came from China. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying what other people are saying. Uh, why don't we take this phone call real quick on line one? Kevin is in Burnsville. Hey, Kevin, you are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go ahead. Thank you for taking my – I totally disagree about taking this. I think this is just so dangerous, and there's so many people being injured or killed by this, and it's being spiked by big tech, the globalist media, 
and the media here in the Twin Cities. There were uh, Dr. Mike Yearden, who was an executive for uh, Pfizer, said, "Don't take this. This will this will this will hurt you." Um, and then there's another one, Christian. Uh, she was a biotech person. I can't remember her last name, but she was on. You uh, Greg Hunter, USA Watchdog. She was on there talking about taking this, and uh, she wasn't positive on this at all. She said, "Don't take it." And okay. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. We appreciate uh, the phone call. Look, you know, if we're going to go down this road of, well, X number of people that have taken the vaccine have suffered these uh, these after side effects. There's been death, what have you. Okay, if we're gonna if we're gonna be consistent, what's the percentage? Because all I keep hearing is, well, there's ninety nine point nine percent survivability rate if you get the virus. Okay, well then, what's the survivability rate if you get if you take the vaccine? I mean, if we want to be intellectually honest here. So, again, this is something that we said from the beginning. If you have hesitance to take the vaccine, consult your physician. You know, because obviously your physician is going to know your health history, and they're going to say, well, based on what you've had before, whether it's comorbidities or whatever else, here's this, here's the uh, course of action I'd recommend. And that's what everybody should be doing. And then if they say, look, the vaccine, uh, you don't have any ailments that would where vaccine could potentially uh, harm you. But, of course, no one can give 100 percent guarantee that it's not going to harm you. Then you have to assess risk. I'm just speaking for me. Me personally, I'm in my early 50s. I, I've been a very, very healthy person my entire life. But nevertheless, I've heard of the horror stories of people who've got COVID, you know, my age and I'm not in the greatest shape, okay, so that could certainly be a deterrent if I were to get COVID. And I've heard of what happens when people got COVID. I don't want anything to do with it. I've heard of plenty of people who had mild symptoms and said, you know what, I didn't even know I had it until one time I got decided to get tested for antibodies, and, oh, look, I had COVID. Great, but I don't want to take that chance. I'm speaking for me personally. So it really has to be how you're assessing risk. Okay, yeah, you're going to get a lot of – uh, divergent opinions out there, and it's typically from people with an agenda. But I p- appreciate the call, Kevin. But again, if we're going to be intellectually consistent here, instead of just sharing anecdotal evidence of people dying or getting very sick, what's the percentage of those who have taken the vaccine? Because if we're going to say, well, COVID has 99 plus percent survivability rate, okay, then what survivability rate does the vaccine have? Is it similar? If it is, then you got to assess your own risk, but appreciate the call. Well, tell you what, we'll come back with one final segment. This hour, it's me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Mitch Berg. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, the headliner edition. Mitch will be filling for, in for me tomorrow on the closer edition of the Narn. And we'll be back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hey, you still got that trick knee that starts hurting whenever the weather's going to change? Yeah, I'm feeling it that way. It's that old hockey injury. You know, an Arctic Spa all-wetter pool from Premier Pool and Spa could help you relieve some of those aches and pains. No kidding, eh? Yeah, imagine coming home from a long day at the salt mine and easing into a world of warmth and comfort. Oh, yeah, I can almost feel it. And then, when you're all limbered up, 
you can stay in tip-top shape with an invigorating swim. Wow, sounds like an all-weather pool from Premier Pool and Spa is a hot tub, a spa, and a pool all in one. Yeah, and because it's engineered for the world's harshest climates, it's perfect for Minnesota. Hey, maybe after a few sessions in my pool, I can actually get back on the ice again. If you mean for ice fishing... Then I would say, let's go, eh? That's probably more my speed. Hey, all-weather pools from Arctic Spa are on sale now at Premier Pool and Spa in Chanhassen. You deserve it. Premier Pool and Spa, online at premierpools.com. Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Did you know that the Patriot mobile app can do more than just stream your favorite shows? Here's cool feature number one. You can set an alarm on our app that will automatically start streaming the Patriot at whatever time you decide. It's easy. Just open the menu in the upper left-hand corner, select Alarm, and choose a time. You can set it to wake you up in the morning with Hugh Hewitt or any of your favorite hosts. Download the free AM1280 The Patriot app today. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. Welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. This is me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Mitch Berg on the headliner edition of the Narn. But fear not, if you like to hear Mitch every weekend, as I do, he'll be in for me tomorrow from 1 to 3 p.m. on these very airwaves. And as always, we appreciate you uh, tuning in. And by the way, uh, the fetching Mrs. Carlson uh, texted me during the show here. She makes a, a good point, and I noticed this too. Uh, Merriam-Webster changed the definition of anti-vaxxer recently to a person who ov- opposes the use of vaccines or regulations mandating vaccination. That's never been what anti-vaxxer has meant. I mean, forever it's meant someone who opposes taking vaccines, and if you yourself take a vaccine, they'll tell you why you're wrong for taking a vaccine. That's what an anti-vaxxer has always been. But now it's a person who opposes the use of vaccines or regulations mandating vaccination. Uh, I So I guess I'm an anti-vaxxer. Who knew? Who knew? By, according to Miriam Webster. Uh, dictionary. Uh, This is, I mean, this is a different show for a different day, and it's something we could spend two hours upon. The war on language is what progressives, quote-unquote progressives, are are really utilizing in order to try to uh, be the uh, dominant ideology uh, in this society. And it's it's really quite creepy, to to be sure. Uh, Again, if you haven't already, read George Orwell's 1984. I'm going to have to reread that myself, by the way. 
So continuing with the talk about uh, vaccinations, particularly the Omicron variants, got some sound clips here. Uh, cut number one is uh, Fox News White House correspondent Peter Ducey was asking uh, Dr. Fauci about the administration's new policy uh, where U.S. citizens are traveling back to the country from a foreign country and also asks about border crossings. Uh, this is kind of giving up the game here. I listened to Dr. Fauci's response uh, to Peter Ducey. Cut number one. Today, Dr. Fauci, as you advise the president about the possibility of new testing requirements for people coming into this country, does that include everybody? The answer is yes, because you know that the new uh, uh, the new uh, uh, regulation, if you want to call it that, is that anybody and everybody who's coming into the country needs to get a test within 24 hours of getting on the plane to come here. But well, what about people who don't take a plane and just these border crossers coming in in huge numbers? You know, but that's a different issue. For example, Why? when you talk, we still Why? have Title 42 with regard to protection at the border. So there are protections at the border that you don't have the capability, as you know, of somebody getting on a plane, getting checked, looking at a passport. We don't have that there, but we can get some degree of mitigation. So there you go. It's giving up the game right there. Uh, border crossing. Well, well it's, a, it's a different issue. Well, why is it a different issue? I mean, you're, you're very clearly people are coming into this country across the border who have COVID. And therefore, it's easily transmissible. But yet we're supposed to the Americans are supposed to uh, vac- particularly vaccinated Americans are supposed to continue to mask up and continue to socially distance to protect others. Why? They're vaccinated. So, again, this is a this is part of a larger point with regardless of the variant. It's continuing the mixed messaging from Dr. Fauci at all, whether it's the National Institute of Health, which he's the head of or the Center for Disease Control. Uh, cut number two, Dr. Fauci was asked about the African travel ban. There were seven different countries within the continent of Africa where there was travel banned, and he was asked a uh, question and didn't seem to be able to come up with a sufficient answer. What justify, what justify imposing a travel ban on countries that have zero case of the Omicron uh, uh, variant? You know, that's a very good question, an important question, and, and we did struggle with that. But we wanted to see if we could bide time temporarily. So I do hope that this gets sorted out and lifted before it has any significant impact on your country. So, yeah, the gentleman was asking what justified the travel ban from a couple of different countries that have zero cases. I mean, Trump was called a xenophobe for banning travel from China when it was documented that that's where the initial strain of COVID-19 originated. It was Wuhan. Now, it was later ascertained that it was likely already here in late 2019. But in 2020, when Trump opposed the travel ban uh, to and from China, where, again, there were literal documented cases, and that's where this particular strain originated, I was called a xenophobe. But yet Fauci is like, well, I, you know, didn't really have a, you know, it's a great question, important question. Great, you got a good answer? Didn't really come up with one. Says, well, you know, in case... You know, they're in proximity to South Africa. So in case it gets there, we want to want to ban travel from there. Uh, just, just an absolute muddled mess. And this one, I really don't have much commentary. Uh, we need to get to it right away. Cut number three. Uh, don't really have a, much of a response to this, but this just kind of speaks for itself. Kind of the uh, and kind of the uh, 
a coup d'etat of the muddled messaging from Dr. Fauci at all. Cut number three. And then in terms of uh, uh, making a determination that... Yeah, I mean, again, there's the official determination of what something is for a variety of reasons. For example, employment and getting vaccinated. What is the definition? That will stay that way. For optimal protection, I'm talking about what your personal effort to be optimally protected... That's why I say we should all get boosters. Well, what about in terms of the mandate, like you have a vaccine mandate, right? Uh, at what point does the booster <laughs> become part of the mandate? Yeah, I can't answer that right now, but I know that for the time being, the official definition of fully vaccinated is two. But do you see that changing? We keep having these variants. It, it, We're it, concerned about them. It could You're change. It, it could, could change. change. It could change. Yes. Well, I don't know. Let's see what, what, what rolls out now. I mean, I know if I say it's going to change, it's going to get spread out that that's it. We don't know right now whether it should change, right. but it might. Quarantine for international visitors. What, do, you, do you think international visitors, when they arrive in the issue, quarantine for seven days, regardless of vaccination status? Well, you know, there are certain requirements for people who are, you're talking about foreign visitors? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah obviously, if they are, they have, to, they have to get tested. Okay, I mean, that's just a word salad. It's just an absolute word salad. And again, you want to understand why there's so much divisiveness and rancor over a lot of these COVID mandates? I mean, that's it in a nutshell. Just this continued mixed, muddled messaging that it just ends up being a word salad. Ah, oh, what a mess. Hour number one in the books, hour number two coming back in mere moments. Me, Brad Carlson, in for Mitchburg on the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back in mere moments. You want to feel important. You want to be part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. But our part-time service in the Army National Guard means we get to be more. When our communities are in need, we get the chance to stand up and do something about it. We get to serve in our own region and help the people we call neighbors. From the lakeshores of Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. The fertile fields of Indiana, Illinois, and Iowa to the wide open plains of North and South Dakota. We are here for our hometowns. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Want to give a truly unique gift at half the regular price? It's a hot air balloon ride at treetop level across the St. Croix River Valley. The memory becomes sweeter knowing you paid half the regular price through this special radio offer. Float quietly along somewhere between the lush green earth below and wide open expanse of the blue sky above. To purchase a private ride for two from Stillwater Balloons at half off the regular price, go to this station's website, click on the More tab, and Half Price Offers, or call the station now. Hi, John Wichko here, owner of Advantage Autoglass. I'd like to talk local, Minnesota local. I was born and raised right here in Rosemount and have spent my entire life in Minnesota. I'm proud that we're a local family-owned company. It really frosts me when national glass companies based in other states and owned by a foreign conglomerate try to say they're local. Advantage Autoglass has been local, Minnesota local for over 20 years. We'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives and we'll fix your chipped or cracked windshield right the first time. Advantage Autoglass has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and we're a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. 
If you call your agent or claims line first, make sure to tell them you want to work with Advantage Auto Glass, your real local, Minnesota local installer, and no one else. Or you can schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. For chips, nicks, or cracks, call Advantage Auto Glass. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature. But everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station. And that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. Happy happy, happy 20th anniversary. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.